Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest fights to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. I grew up around dogs my whole life. One one of my earliest memories, and, and it's a funny thing, my dad was much of it wasn't much for hunting, uh, and, and never had any hunting dogs. But my grandmother on his side, they they was dog people. Okay. And my my great grandfather had foxhounds and coonhounds. My grandmother's brother, he had coonhounds, and and one one of my earliest memories of my life is. They come and got me out of bed one night. I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm talking. I was a little fella mm-hmm. uh, before I was ever in kindergarten, and uh, got me out of bed in the middle of the night, hauled me all the way out to my great grandpa's house to show me a coon that the dogs had treed in a hollow tree. That's awesome. And I can I can remember it just like it was yesterday. Almost old carbide light and all. Mm-hmm. And that, that, and that may be what started it for me. What, uh, do you remember what you what was going through your head at that young age? No, I I don't really remember <laughs> that. I, I I mean I remember I thought that was cool. Okay, and, but uh, but after that, you know, I'd go coon hunting with them. Uh, I remember one night, me and my uncle Billy, we was. Here on this place hunting, uh, I I worked for the University of Arkansas on a research farm here, okay. and uh, we was coon hunting here one night. And uh, once again, we'd treat another hollow tree, and this was back when coon hides was worth some money. And I climbed up in there and I shined down in in the tree. It's it just an old broke off snag, and you looked down in there and there were two coons looking mm-hmm. back at, and. We didn't. We didn't know how we was going to get them out, and we wasn't far from the barn. I went over to the barn, found the drawbar off an old John Deere tractor, and we beat a hole inside of that tree <laughs> <laughs> and got them two coons out. But, you know that was that was back when they was worth thirty bucks a piece down here, yep. and and then of course back then that was good money. So. Oh, yeah. They 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 come home with us and got skin. I know that's not squirrel dogs, but no, that's that, that's that's. I mean, that's what got me started. And mm-hmm. I want you know, I got it in my head. I wanted squirrel dog, and this was in the mid eighties. Okay, the uh, my ex wife's uncle. Had an old crippled up black and tan, and he said, "Shoot tree squirrels, take her." So my first squirrel dog was a black and tan hound, and I hunted her. And then figured out she could tree a coon, and I I switched. I went I went to coon hunting. <laughs> I, I several years, mm-hmm. and uh, then finally decided I was going to get back took the squirrel dog aspect of it and I went and found me a pup and a little dog called Spaz and I started him and it's it's been going ever since. 
I guess that was in about 95. Okay. Uh, well, Todd, how about, how about we pause here and why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, my, my name, I'm Todd Coles, live in Batesville, Arkansas. I've got the booster line of fast. Been breeding this particular line for about 25 years now. Okay. Uh, and, uh, like I say, you may have to lead me here. <laughs> That's all right. Now, one question I wanted to ask you when you said you were started coon hunting as a kid with your, your uncle and mm-hmm. what kind of hounds were you guys running? He just grade hounds. Okay. Uh, his, the, the best dog he ever had actually he got for me. <laughs> My stepdad was a, was a dozer operator and he, he bought a bought an old dozer off a guy up there at Mountain Home, couple uh, a couple hours north of here, and up that close to the Missouri line. And uh, we was up there. Of course, we had to work on it to get it going. And we, I'd go up there and help him work on that dozer. And there's a, this little old red bone looking jip running around there, just a pup. And no boy, we bought the dozer from Jip her to me. Cool. I brought her home, let her run around. Of course, I was a kid and wound up giving her to Uncle Billy, and she made the dangest dog. <laughs> Tree coons all night, squirrels all day. Uh, and for a hound-type dog, she was, she was pretty unique on squirrels. She she wouldn't open, and, uh, and if a squirrel took off running timber, she'd go with it. Hmm. Not quite the stay-put dogs you see today. <laughs> no. She was she was a nice little dog for a hound. I I wouldn't mind having a bunch of them like her running around now. Yeah, you know those old ones that you you can't get yeah. back and you, you didn't breed or you know stuff oh, like that. I'm, of course, I'm not. I, I've not been too guilty of not getting one bred that I should have. I've, <laughs> I've been, been fortunate enough to do that. I uh, heard from somebody that said the only crosses that he ever regretted making. Were the ones that he didn't make. Uh, yeah. So he's like, yeah. he, good, bad, and different. He goes, you can call dogs that don't work. He's like, but he's like, the only crosses I've ever regretted are the ones I've thought about, and then I decided not to do. And then he's like, later I thought about it again, and I'm like, I should have done it. That's that's a that's a very good way of putting it. I, I I can agree with that, and and I guess I do have one regret. They was I they was a female I had five or six years ago. Real nice dog. And uh I had a guy start pestering me about buying her. Mm-hmm. And this is the old mistake. You need to know who you're dealing with. And I didn't and I I threw a price out there that <laughs> I didn't think anybody would ever pay and yeah. I'll be done come and bought my dog. Mm-hmm. And uh I I never did get to breed her. I've been told uh, that. I got told that early on by a guy that got me into this. He goes, "Don't ever put a price on a dog that you don't want to sell." Yeah, he's like, it, he said that's happened to him a couple times. He goes, "I put a price on that dog, and I thought for sure they wouldn't. You know, they'd walk away and they'd think it was too much." And he goes, "They they pull out a checkbook or they come up with cash. You know, and that, the day later." Yep, that's that's how this went, and I knew that. I'm, I knew it as well as anybody, but like 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 the guy told you, I didn't think they was in. <laughs> but you never know. So, 
I'll, I'll never, well, since then, I've had several try to buy different dogs, and I, just, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> that, that pretty much ends it. But, uh, Out of curiosity, that, the dog that you uh, you did let slip away, was her name mm-hmm. Lulu? Yes. Okay. How did you know that? <laughs> I, I did a little homework. <laughs> I'll be done. I guess you do. Uh, I heard you had a little dog named Lou that you let slip away that you regretted. Yep, that's that's that is my one regret with the dog. <laughs> uh, now you boy, you've got me curious now. <laughs> Your uh, son wrote up a nice article in uh, Full Cry a couple of years ago. Okay, okay, I'll Full Cry. And, I, and I, as soon as when I started talking to you about coming on, I said, I know I've seen an article about him. So I went digging through the old full cross. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty neat. I, I would, I, like I say, I wouldn't have thought about full cross. <laughs> I got to watch what that boy writes from now on. <laughs> uh, well, I tell you, I've, I've been, very lucky. I was after selling her. Mm-hmm. I went and I bought her litter mate the next week. And two weeks later, I couldn't tell I'd been set back any. Oh, wow. Uh, you was, can't say that very often. Well, yeah, you're talking about funny stories. Selling her, the guy came and, of course, you know, he wanted to go to the woods with her, and I took him. Mm-hmm. At the time, she was the only dog I had here. Okay. Uh, well, I had old, my old Annie dog, my last booster daughter, but she she wasn't she just passed producing any pups. So, mm-hmm. but I was fortunate. I've I've got several good friends around that breeds this line with me. Yeah. So just because I don't have something, don't mean I can't get it. Mm-hmm. But the oh boy, I say he he was paying good money for her, and he said, "This year, he said, I'm buying your last dog." He said, what are, you, what are you going to do? I said, well, I said, as long as I've had this line, I said, I'm not, I said, I've sold a lot of good dogs. But I ain't went, went without one for very long after that. I said, I'm fixing to go buy her litter mate. Mm-hmm. And he said, really? And he just out and asked me. He said, what are you going to have to give for her? And, which I wasn't going to lie to the guy. Mm-hmm. I, Three hundred dollars. Oh, his eyes bugged out. But uh, but like, yeah, I went and got her, and she, I mean, she just come on, uh, done done extremely well, and then got run over. Mm. So, <laughs> but so, uh, I mean, while you're set back, you know, you weren't really set back until she got hit. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you you know, you've got good friends and and I think that's important. We can, we're going to, I do want to talk to you about your line of dogs and, but just the importance of having good people that also work with you. I think I've talked to a few people and I think the days of having, you know, a big kennel full of dogs and being able to breed a high number of dogs and be successful, like some of the old timers were, are kind of over. And I think. Uh, having people around you that are willing to work with you is imperative to have a successful breeding program anymore. Well, it is. I mean, there, there's no way 
I would be where I'm at with my dogs without this poor group of people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I can count on them like they're family. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's just no way. And I'm not one to keep a lot of dogs. Yeah. I, I like if, if I've got it here, I want to be able to hunt it. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you can't, you can't keep a lot of dogs and them be productive hunting dogs. Oh yeah. Not unless you're buying them, I mean, and that's I don't do. I don't buy dogs. I raise my dogs. Mm-hmm. Other than going to my buddies like that if I need to, but uh, it's I mean it's very important. Like when that dog got run over, there I sat, and I've got a buddy, Randy Pounds, lives out in Mena, Arkansas. It's right out on the Oklahoma line above mm-hmm. the Queen, and this this and this is a testament to how much faith I've got in this blood. I called him. Uh, I told him, I said, Randy, I said, Brownie got run over. I need you to make me a puppy. And so, what do you want me to do? And he's, she's passed now, but he had a real nice female called Ellie May. She was, she was booster bred top and bottom. Okay. And uh, I said, you know, won't you take Ellie May? And I said, and then they was, uh, I'd made a cross back several years before. And he came up and got two male pups out of it. I said, is either one of them male pups still around? He said, yeah. He said, there's one over here. So I want you to breed Ellie May to her. He said, okay. And I mean, I hadn't seen this dog since it left my place at, <laughs> at, at Wink. Yeah. But I know how he was bred. And Randy went and bred Ellie May to him. And, uh, there was five pups in that litter, and the male was the last one to, to start treating. And he treated his first squirrel in the wild at four months and five days old. Dang. Uh, that, that's what got me my moon pie dog. Mm-hmm. And uh, James Day's bourbon dog. And uh, the male is, is, a, is a dog called Toby. Nobody, okay. nobody really knows about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that boy, he, he don't get out, you know, make the hunts or anything. Yeah. But he is one of the top two producing booster dogs out there right now. Okay. Now, if you don't mind, let's let's kind of take it back, and I'd actually like to learn a little bit more about booster and where this line of dogs came from. Okay, uh, Booster was the biggest stroke of luck I could have ever had, uh, and I, I mean it—it it was absolute luck. Well, this was—I think about it was ninety-six, ninety-seven when I got him. Okay, see, so it's right after you got into squirrel dogs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just very soon after, and uh, I was. Down here, there's a lady down the highway between here and town has a beauty shop, or did have, and uh, that's where I'd go get my hair cut. And I was in there one Saturday morning getting my hair cut, and there was a guy in there with his wife. He was getting her hair done. We got to talking. Got around the squirrel dogs. Said, ah, you got squirrel dogs? And I said, yeah. And I just happened to have a litter of puppies at that time. I was, I was Spaz, my first dog. Mm-hmm. And 
He said, man, I, he said, I'd like to have a pair of them. Come by. And he said, okay. He said, let me take my wife home, and I'll be back by there. So he took her home, come back. He looked them over, and he said, yeah, man. He said, I like those things. He said, I think I want them too. I said, okay. And I told him how much they'd be. He said, no. He said, I, he said, I don't want he said, I want to trade for him. Well, I said, I'm not much on trading dogs. Oh, I got this dog. I, said, I don't want your dog. And he kept on, he kept on. He said, he said, I got a video of him out here in the truck. He said, you need to look at it. And he wouldn't quit till we <laughs> got that video. Come in the house, put it on the VCR. And I'll tell you, it was one fine-looking little brindle dog bowed up treed on a house cat in his backyard. <laughs> and then, I, I mean, my goodness, he looked good. I'm sitting here thinking, eh, will he tree a squirrel? Oh, yeah, he'll tree a squirrel. Said, will you show me he'll tree a squirrel? Yeah, let's go to the house. Oh, it was the middle of the day. We loaded up, went went over to his place, and uh, turned him loose. and. You could say he halfway treated a couple of squirrels. Okay. I mean, but they had gum. He was a good-looking dog. And as much drive as I've ever seen in one, I got to thinking about it. I thought <laughs> two pups that may or may not ever tree for one that's halfway treeing. Yeah. And I told him, I said, I, I, said, I may regret this. I said, but I'm going to do it. And I asked him, you know, I said, what, what is he? How's he bred? Whatever. He said, I don't know. He said, he said, I got him from Mac McClendon down in Benton or Bryant, whichever one it is down there below Little Rock. And he said, uh, I think he's got something to do with some dog they call Streak. And which, you know, <laughs> that was when Streak was riding high. Yeah. Said, really? He said, yeah. I said, well. Okay. I said, do you have his phone number? He said, yeah. He gave me his phone number. I brought old Booster home, threw him in the pen, and I called Mac McClendon. He said, yeah, I know the dog. He said, and the first thing he said after that, he said, he'll never make a dog. Why'd he say that? Well, he I'm telling you, he was wild. <laughs> I mean, wild and crazy. You, you couldn't keep him in, I mean, you could not put that dog in a pen for four or five days in a row and turn him out and expect good things. Okay. I mean, he was wound that tight. But we we went on talking about him, and he said, "Yeah," said said he straight off the street. And now, I mean, he was a. You're saying streak? I'm I'm guessing you're saying Smith Street, the mountain cur. Yes. Okay. Yes, Smith Street. And uh, he said, "Yeah, he's he's off the Smith Street." I said, "Well, what was his mama?" Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I said, well, I said, where'd you get him? He said, well, I got him out in Tennessee from a guy named Jack Parsons. I said, well, do you have his phone number? He said, yeah. So I get off the phone with him. I'm calling Jack Parsons. He said, yeah. He said, that's, he called him Luke. He said, that's old Luke. And come to find out his mama was a dog called Parsons Baby. Okay. Which at that point in time didn't didn't tell me anything, mm-hmm. but uh, went on and uh, I you know I was 
you know, full cry and Squirrel Dog Central was starting up on the internet yep. and all that and first one thing to another and you know, yearbooks. I see in these river run dogs. And man, I really like them. And just you know, I had never hunted with one, but I was I seen them and I was I was really liking what I saw. Mm-hmm. And uh through all that I got acquainted with Tim Cosby down in Alabama. He he was after Arrington, the guy that actually started the river run line after he got out of the dogs, Tim was pretty much the go to guy for river run. Okay. And I got acquainted with him and uh we got to talking and they built their kennel, River Run did on basically well, their their old male dog, River Run J D. And uh but they was two old females. They had River Run Jewel and River Run Ruby. And in my opinion, those two females is what made the River Run dogs. And you'll understand why. Because after visiting with Tim, I got educated on what Parsons' baby was. Okay. She was a litter mate to River Run Jewel and River Run Ruby. Okay. And so uh, there, I've got <laughs> what I consider the best of the fast mm-hmm. and the best of the cur dogs at yeah. that time. So I really got interested in Booster. And I started, I mean, I was, I was hunting and I, you know, I'll, I'll not lie. First month or so, I was hunting him. I had him in my crosshairs two or three times and just had to make myself not pull the trigger. He, I mean, I, that's the wildest, craziest dog I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But after he settled down and seen that he wasn't just going to live in a pen, he, he started settling in. I mean, he'd run a deer. Smoke a deer. Come around, you not be paying attention, slip in behind you and feel something, look down, he'd have his leg hike, pin down your leg. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just wild. And, uh, but the more I hunted him, the more he treated. Okay. And, and have any shocking collars, trapping collars like that back then i mean if i could run him down head him off i'd give him a good whooping but other than that that's it but he just you know three or four months of hunting he quit that just, all he all he just straight and i mean just like a machine and he would uh but but i still thought he was crazy <laughs> because he would you. do he would do things like I've never seen before. You know, he'd trip a squirrel here, you'd kill it. He might take five big jumps and boom, land treat over here, and you're like, Booster, come on, let's go. We've killed this squirrel. Or you'd be standing there talking to one of your buddies, be there for 10 minutes, leaned up against the tree talking, and him come in just as hard as he could go by you to the next tree over, sat down on his tail, just sliding and scooting up to the tree with his head thrown back, you know, how, 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 <laughs> booster, you crazy dog, let's go. But for some reason, one day I started looking as a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, 
Yeah, and the the actually the crazier it looked with him, the more apt they was going to be there. <laughs> he he would come near missing one, trailing it up and training it. But but that crazy stuff, you better get ready to shoot. Uh, that's uh, that, that's that's the type of dog he was, and, mm-hmm. and how he was bred, and and fast forward to now what i've got is i've 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 line bred him and river run okay i was going to ask you that so uh so i mean basically my dogs are streak and river run cross okay and and with the river run you get another curveball the old Ruby, Jewel, and baby dogs, Arrington had a Kimmer Kerr female hmm. that was, she was straight off a of Gold Nugget and Blondie 3. Okay. And he was going to breed her to JD. Well, he was too little. They, they couldn't get together. <laughs> and uh, he had a son of JD there. And he wound up and bred her to him. And that's what produced Baby Jewel and Ruby. And then he bred JD back to those females. He bred JD back to those females. Okay. Um, so basically, the River Run line is JD crossed on his granddaughters who were half Kemmer. Yes. Okay. Yep. Like I say, that's what's got us here today. I mean, there, there's not any one dog for everybody. I don't guess, mm-hmm. but uh, these are these are definitely for me. Uh, the one they, thing they, I, that I thought stood out when I've whenever I've seen your dogs is you don't see a lot of brindle feist, right? And a lot of the dogs I've seen out of your kennel are brindle. Ninety to ninety-five percent of them are. Okay. Uh, was boost? You said I, booster was brindle. Yeah, yeah, he was a brindle dog, and and a lot of the river run dogs was brindle. Okay. So it's uh, basically all the colors you're going to see from me is predominantly brown with a red or a yellow every now and then. Mm-hmm. Now, and and it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, boss, my male that I've got here now, him, Moonpire, half-brothers and sisters out Ellie May, and uh, Boss is a really, really black brown. Okay, and, and then Boone Pie is a real dark brown tube, not as dark as him. Mm-hmm. I, I made a cross with them last summer, and they was all brindle except one. They was they was one male, prettiest buttermilk pup you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's that's got to be a throwback to the Kimmer dogs. Yeah. Uh, well, if you listen, if you talk. To any plot breeder and everything, they'll, that's where they'll tell you. You know, if you've got brindle dogs, you're you're always going to get those those buckskin colored dogs in there. Mm-hmm. Well, now this this pup, I I mean, it wasn't as dark as buckskin. Okay. Uh, it the only reason I knew it wasn't white was it had a white little bit of a white blaze when it was born, mm-hmm. and you could see the difference. I mean, it was yeah, buttermilk. Champagne, something you know. Yeah. Uh, really, really. Not. Right. Yeah. 
not not what you would expect, mm-hmm. but but it did you know no one and and that's that's one thing I make sure of is I you know I know the history on my dogs and and knowing that you know a lot of people would have oh my gosh what's happened but yeah. I didn't get too excited that that's about the wildest color I've I've got okay everything's pretty consistent <laughs> and. The, the way I breed them, they're very consistent on making usable dogs. Now, you say the way you breed them. How do you, what do you typically like to breed? Well, I mean, everything I do is line breeding. Okay. And and when I say line breeding, I'm talking top and bottom on the top and bottom. Mm-hmm. Very, very little stuff in these dogs uh, are not booster bred. Through Ellie May, there's one line goes back to the champ dogs. Okay. And then the little fast dog, he's in the mix. But uh, that is some extremely old George Collie breed. Mm-hmm. Uh, old uh, Collie's Joe Boy dog uh, goes back to him. Mm-hmm. So. But other other than that, there's like I say there's nothing else there. But yeah, uh, I like a, I like a half brother, half sister cross, mm-hmm. grandfather, granddaughter. On the right dogs, I'm not above a father daughter cross. Okay. Um, I've not done one in a long time, but well, I say I haven't. I, I kind of did. I requested it. <laughs> my my son Ryan's got a young male. That's doing really good. That is off a father daughter cross. Uh, now it wasn't Prince and Moonpie, Prince and Moonpie sire, but uh, it was Prince bred to one of his daughters. Okay. That, that was out of another litter mate to the Lulu dog. And, and and a lot of the stuff I do, like I say, I do I do those type, but but then I'll I like to breed crosses also. Okay. Dogs, dogs out of crosses that worked really well. Mm-hmm. Bred other dogs out of crosses that worked really well. You know, and like I say, they're they're going to be line bred regardless. Yeah, coming from. But uh, they they tend to produce crosses that do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've I've got one. It's kind of in the early stages. The Toby dog, Moonpies litter mate. I bred him to my banjo chip last year. And she had three pups. All three of them did great. So I bred her back to Toby this year. Mm-hmm. And she had four pups. I, 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 which I didn't keep any of the other three. That's why I did it this time, so I could have one. <laughs> <laughs> Kept a little female out of that. And uh, she, uh, she's, she just turned four months old week before last, and she's already treated a squirrel on her own. Nice. And uh, there's a boy, I say a boy, uh, he's younger than me. <laughs> he's got a male, and he's been killing three or four days to that pup. Nice. Th- that's the type of cross I'm looking forward to breeding in the future. It sounds like you like a lot of consistency instead of like the freak. Yes. I, I, I'm not going to make a cross that I'm expecting 
two thirds or more of them to be worthless. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just, I mean, I know it works, and then you get those dogs, but I, I, I would, I'd rather know that I'm going to turn out something that somebody's going to be happy with. Yeah. Now, uh, have you ever crossed your your dogs outside of your line? You know, yeah. Somebody brings in a female, and you know. How do they cross on outside stuff? Uh, seems to do fairly well. Uh, old Booster, it didn't matter what you bred him to. I had a guy bring a, what was she? She was half Catahoula and half American Bulldog. <laughs> Jeez. And bred, now, but now I'll, give, I'll say this, she treats squirrels. But now I would say her reproducing capabilities was pretty low. Yeah. Uh, bred her to booster. Every pup she had made squirrel dogs. Nice. And you know, and I, I, I've kept his blood in this enough that you know I, I get very high percentages mm-hmm. of of making squirrel dogs. And and I, you know, I, I take a lot of pride in that. Yeah. Not there's there's not a lot of people can do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you have to have booster dogs to do it. Yeah. I. I I think you just need to have what you like and breed it a certain way yeah. to, to keep. I saw pedigree on some of your dogs, and that's what I saw is that you, like you said, top and bottom, top and bottom, you keep line breeding, line breeding, line breeding, and you're not really making outcrosses. So right. you're keeping all of that uh, pretty tight. I, 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 I'm as close to an outcross right now as I'll probably ever be. You know, I brought up the Kimmer dogs and Gold Nugget and Blondie 3. Mm-hmm. I've got a female here right now, just had an ultrasound done on her last night, and she is bred. She's a full camera. Okay. Well, Calvin Butte mm-hmm. down in South Louisiana that's got the Cajun squirrel dogs. She, yeah. she belongs to him. It's a little venture me and him's doing. And uh, every line in her pedigree, except one, goes back to Gold Nugget and Blondie 3. Yeah. And I've we've got her bred to my boss dog right now. Okay. Of course, this you know this is I expect them to do very well, but mm-hmm. it's all an experiment. But yeah. that is my idea of an outcross. Instead of going to something totally off the wall out there, just dive back deeper in the pedigree. Yeah. And that's about as deep as you can go now. Uh, and, and plus, that is, that is some blood I've never added back. I'm very curious to see what it does. Definitely. She's a, she's a nice dog. I really like her. As tree-minded a cur dog as you'll ever see. Lots of wind and ability. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not for sure where that, that, that's not where the wind and ability in my dogs come from. Well, just thinking about this, Booster was basically three-quarter cur dog. Mm-hmm. So how big was yep. he? He was about 17 and a half inches tall, and in hunting, good hunting weight, he'd probably weigh about 28 pounds. Okay. So he was on the bigger side of per feist. Yeah. I mean, he he was, I actually ATFA registered him, mm-hmm. and then was NKC registered at the feist. Yeah. And he never threw big dogs. Interesting. Uh, you would You would have kind of thought. Especially early on, maybe that you would have had a little bit more variation in size. You would have. I mean, I never got anything that wouldn't buy register. Mm-hmm. 
come close. Uh, <laughs> Owen Brayson down in Mississippi. That's another kind of funny story. I met him at a competition hunt up here. I had Booster with me, and uh, he had his old East Bowley Duchess dog. She was a pure river run dog. Okay. Uh, was Her mother was Jewel, and her daddy was out of J.D. and Ruby. And she started bleeding the day of the hunt. <laughs> and uh, we'd never met before. I mean, he... He's going to pick you in Mississippi down there just above New Orleans. There I am up here. Before the day was over, he left her with me so I could breed her to booster. <laughs> <laughs> we made that cross, and that turned out his East Foley Duke dog. Okay. I reckon that he turned the world upside down down there in Mississippi for a while. And uh, then uh, – I, I wound up with a female out of the cross called Lane, and uh, oh, she was super nice. She she wound up and died early on me, Ooh. and I got one litter out of her, but it, it was a good one. Well, that's good. And uh, every, everything I've got except boss, everything I've got here except boss is carrying that blood. Okay. Uh, and and you know, and that's that's something that I get a I get a big kick out of. You know, back late nineties, early two thousands, I didn't think they could have a competition hunt without me being there. <laughs> I, mean, I was all of them that I could make. I was just about to to go that route. I was wondering about competition hunting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was. I mean, in, in 2001, I won the NKC World Hunt with Skittles. She was out of Booster and a three-quarter river run dog. Wasn't long after that, my son, he got in. He, he wanted to play T-ball and this and that. And unbeknownst to me, when my wife signed him up, she signed me up to coach. <laughs> <laughs> I threw a fit at first, but I got, boy, I tell you what, those, those were some days. We, we went all the way through that and football and, uh, even, even into college playing baseball. And, uh, I just, I mean, I, I kept some dogs around, mm-hmm. but I kind of faded out of sight. Yeah. And nobody, no, you know, once you're once you're out of sight, they forget about you pretty quick. <laughs> uh, yep. So I was I was gone, and Ryan he's grown out of college and everything now. And uh, but I, I kept I kept a handful of dogs around just because. I, you know, I, I didn't want anything else. This is yeah. what I wanted, and so I still, you know, had my had my line. Now that I'm back in it, and you know, you look, you you, you said you've looked at a couple of my pedigrees. Uh, people look at my my pedigrees. Well, I don't know any of these dogs. Uh, yeah, I know you don't. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, that. I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of that because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a frame of, people's frame of mind seems to be getting this 
if a dog's not plastered all over the internet, it can't be a good dog. And I, I, I still feel like there's better dogs out there than none of us will ever hear of. They, 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 some old dog under a porch somewhere. I don't care how good you got, what you got is, mm-hmm. he'll clean your clock. I'm sure there is somewhere. But yeah, I, I did a lot of competition hunting back then. Uh, well, it seems and, like you, you broke back into it, uh, at least with Moon Pie. I mean, I don't know if you did before that, but. No, nah, Moon Pie is my first first comeback. Okay. Well, uh, heck, she, she made a splash. That's, that's, that's why I kept a few dogs around all those years. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it makes a lot of people mad sometimes because. Uh, and and I, I'm I'm not saying this in a bad way, really, because I mean there's a lot of good dogs out there. Yeah, there there, but I'm not interested in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't fit what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I sat back and looked at what Robert Kimmer done with the Kimmer dogs, and what Jody Mullins has done with the Fast dogs, his mm-hmm. Fast dogs, and you know. It may never happen, but I I kind of try to follow their pattern. Yeah, and you know it's what I've got is what I've got, and I'm gonna make do with it till I can't stand it. But right now, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> That's what matters. And, and you know, I say I raise raise my own. It it surprises a lot of people. I've you know, I've had people ask me before, you know, what have you spent on dogs to get to where you're at? Uh, That'd be hard to even calculate. I bet it'll surprise you. I'm just saying over the years, all the dogs that you've had, you know, yeah, you're not buying dogs, but right. maintaining, maintaining dogs. and Well, I, I don't count maintaining dogs. <laughs> I mean, that, I'm, I'm going to maintain dogs. <laughs> regardless <laughs> but uh now they talking about you know what i've actually spent on purchasing dogs oh probably not much now, i think i'm up to a grand total of about 1200 yeah let's say early on you probably spent and that was probably pretty early yeah it was i mean except for the 300 i spent on that brownie or that brownie dog to replace lulu uh, yeah <laughs> i mean it's it's been nothing. Mm-hmm. Now they're 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 not the type of dog. I I don't I don't think they would do well in today's NSD hunts. Mm-hmm. But they they tend to be pretty honest dogs. Okay. And uh, when they've got that midday round that you've got to go back on, you're you're out there with one of them preying machines and and circle points move you on. Yep. An honest dog don't stand much of a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I kind of stay away from that stuff on that account. I don't like to walk the trees that I don't see game. Mm-hmm. I understand. Uh, I respect yeah. that. I'm I'm not a big competition hunter. I, I understand it. I respect people that take it seriously, and, and that's what they want to do. And it takes a certain right. style of dog to win those, whether that's a squirrel right. hunt or a coon hunt. But I don't necessarily find those type of dogs to always be the most enjoyable. I'm not saying they can't treat game because they treat in order to 
to win, you have to tree game. Don't get me wrong, but right. sometimes that style of dog just is not my style of. Yeah, I know a fella. He he's got a nice little fast dog. He he went to one of those hunts, and it was a terrible, terrible day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was terrible. Grew out, and his little dog treed the only squirrel that was seen that morning. Mm-hmm. That moved him to the midday round. Well. Like I say, he's a he's a nice little honest squirrel dog. He didn't get a bunch of circle points on that middle round and, yep. and got put out. Mm-hmm. Well, they went on that evening, and they was they was not a squirrel seen in the middle round. Mm-hmm. It was all circle. Went on back out that evening for the winter. Still not a squirrel seen. Jeez. That that little dog treated the only squirrel seen all day and mm-hmm. didn't play. I, you know, I'm I guess I'm backwards, but I'd think he'd be the winner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. So, it sounds like I've got a lot of dogs. I, I own eight dogs. Okay, That's how many? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a handful. They sound when when all of them tree in your yard at night. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I happened to see a video of all of them treed one night. They sounded pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, you don't ever know what you're going to get into around here. Which, I, uh, which brings me to a point. It, it appears that you let your dogs run loose a lot. Is that the case? I do. Okay. I do. A lot of people don't do it. Like I say, it causes problems. I don't have that with mine. And that'll get me to another thing here in a second. My dogs, they know. Now, like a young dog, I've got a little, she stays treed around here all the time. Okay. I mean, just just all the time. But she's a young dog. Mm -hmm. She'll quit doing that here before long. My older dogs, they'll be laying around here in the yard. Yeah. I can walk out here. I can do whatever I want to do. I won't pay no attention or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if I walk out with a gun, it's on. Yeah. They they know what's happening then. These dogs are extremely smart. Mm-hmm. In fact, in, anybody gets a puppy from me, within about three weeks or so, I'll get the first phone call. <laughs> and it's the same thing every time. This is the smartest puppy we've ever had. And I mean, they're, they're almost border college smart. Okay. Moonfire, when it's her day, she is a holy terror in the woods uh, one one competition hunt with her uh she scored 14 25 plus Ooh. in one uh we have rolled yeah i'd say so and and this is something i've never taught her it's just me and her know each other well enough but like when that cast was over mm-hmm Everybody leasing their dogs up and trying to drag them out of the woods, and it was a thick man. Where was that? I just, I just say, Moonfire, we're done. Stay with me. And she'll walk out with me like she's on a leash. I don't care if you're two miles from the truck, you'll never have to say another word to her. Dang. Boss, she'll do it. But I mean, they're, they're just that way. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with the camera dogs. Mm-hmm. But I think the, biggest places comes from and, and I'll say this is speculation mm-hmm. because you know so far back you don't know yeah 
but uh with these river run dogs you breed tight sometimes you'll get some long-haired dogs okay and when you get the long-haired dogs they look just like small farm shepherd dogs yeah and where these dogs originated from they you you had robert timmer you had carl smith and you had jerry arnson they all lived right over in the same area in tennessee well there was another guy there and i cannot remember his name i want to say it was strunk which is his last name but he was right there in that circle with him and you know 25 30 years ago he wrote the column for full cry that was called old time farm shepherds okay so i could very easily see that being the main source of the intelligence in these dogs mm-hmm. uh, it, and uh, they'll scare you sometimes <laughs> but, uh, but anyway what ask me another question i don't know what you <laughs> no this is great i, I really uh, have enjoyed learning about your dogs and honestly looking at them i honestly would never have guessed that booster was three-quarter cur dog and you know, because Moon Pie, I mean, she looks, I don't know, 18 pounds maybe? Ah, she's a little heavier than that. She's, okay. Yeah, I think the last time I weighed her, she was like 22. Okay. Well, she's got some leg up on her. She's not, but she yeah. doesn't look real, real heavy. No, she's not. Uh, now, Boss, he's a little on the bigger side. He's kind of like Booster was mm-hmm. uh, back right now. And I, I'm not talking about letting my dogs run loose. Uh, boss, if I'm gone or at night, he's in the pen. I mean, okay. he's my, you don't know where he's going to wind up. <laughs> so uh, I, 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 I keep a little closer tabs on him. Yeah. But there's been a couple of crosses last couple of years. I've been concerned about being too small. Okay. James's little bourbon dog, she's a little mate moon pie. And uh Oh, she's probably fifteen inches tall mm-hmm. and probably about eighteen pounds. Gotcha. I, I don't want a big dog, but I I kinda like to push the limit a little bit. Yeah. I mean it it don't take a big dog to tree a squirrel, but Mm-mm. there is some advantages with coyote population. Oh yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I want something more in the mouthful for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I've got one, that little birdie dog that's coming stage trade all the time around here right now. She's uh, she's kind of small. And she's, uh, back to the breeding aspect, how she's bred. Her mother is a dog called Sis. And Sis is out of Boston Moon Pie's litter mate sister. Okay. So that's. That's a half-brother, half-sister cross right there. I bred Sis back to Prince, Moon Pie's daddy. That's grandfather-granddaughter. I got I got a grandfather-granddaughter cross on a half-brother, half-sister cross. Yep. I believe she is the fastest dog I've ever owned. Okay. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I hunted her a little bit last winter. And, uh, you know, like Moon Pie's fast. And she's, she's really fast. And. You know, you check your garment on her after a hunt. You know, you hunt two or three hours. 
and our average speed's going to be seven and a half mile an hour or a little better. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's pretty good. This little birdie dog, she'll push ten, and I mean, just flies with her nose straight in there. I don't yeah. know how she don't run into things. <laughs> she she's going to be a lot of fun this winter. Uh, she she may be my next competition dog. Okay, now but. Do you find your dogs hunt using their ears or their eyes as well, or they will do it all? Mm-hmm. When when things are rolling, you don't see a lot of them. Yeah, but and and it's almost like depending on the day what they'll do. Mm-hmm. If squirrels are really out moving and thick, you'll you you'll see them at times. They'll be running down through there. And they'll just stop and listen, and then. Boom, gone, creaked. Or then you, you're liable to see them, you know, be grubbing tracks trying to tree something. Yeah. And then, of course, winding, moon pie, she'll actually get up and walk around on her back legs. It, it really just depends on the day. I mean, they're, they're smart enough. They kind of figure out what what's working that day. Yeah. And where the squirrels are at. You know, you're, you're never too old to learn something. I was hunting a hunt down in South Arkansas and uh, had moon pile. She didn't win that hunt because of me. <laughs> they was some thick stuff, and then they was nice, pretty wood, you know. Yeah. She'd go over in that thick stuff, get treed. We'd go find the squirrel, get her. Moon pile, you know, we won't go this way. We go that way. Next thing you know, she'd be back over in that thick stuff, trade, go <laughs> find the I uh, And... After it's over, I thought, well, you stupid fool. You ought to pay attention to what your dog's doing. She knows more than you do. Yeah. <laughs> if I had just let her go, of course, it looked like I'd been in a tow sack full of bobcats by the end of the hunt. But, you know, oh, it was awful thick in there. But, <laughs> but I mean, they, they figure, you know, they figure out where they need to go look for game and they figure out how they need to treat it. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you too, uh, and this this goes back to the competition hunting type thing. I'm not I'm not going to do well ever hunt. Uh, these dogs, if they're squirrels to beat trees, and you're going to see them, mm-hmm. they're tough. They are bad tough. I mean, they it's going to be hard to out hustle. Yeah, you deal with one tree and. You just stay there and see where they're at next, right? But if there's no squirrels, they're going to make three or four big grounds, and then they're going to come back and say, look at you like, yep. fool, we don't need to be here. <laughs> uh, and that's, you know, that ain't for everybody, but that's one that I like that. I, I would much rather have that as to walk to 15 or 20 trees and to a dog just out there treeing when you know you're not going to see anything. Yeah. Now, how far out do your dogs typically hunt? It varies. Uh, like Moon Pie, she's normally a two to three hundred yard dog. She she will bump it on out a little further. Mm-hmm. Now, Banjo and this little wild birdie dog, which Banjo's getting better, but uh, it ain't nothing. I have to beep them back your direction at six, eight hundred yards. Okay. 
And, you know, I don't know how far they'd go if I didn't do that. So they'll get in there a little bit. Yeah. Boss, he was that way when he was younger. Mm-hmm. But and, and I think it's just more of their intelligence and comes with age. They learn the hunting style and they just kind of settle into it. Yeah. I mean, around here, I mean, if if you got a dog where I hunt, if you got a dog going six, eight hundred yards, he's running past squirrels. And I, I guess the closer hunting, you could attribute that to age, them getting better and treeing those squirrels instead of running past them. Mm-hmm. Now, what's it like train wise where you're at? Okay, I live in basically the foothills of the Ozarks. Okay. Have you ever been down Kentucky and the LBL? I have not. Okay, well, it's similar to that. I've heard a lot about LBL, but I've never been there. Yeah. Well, it's similar to that terrain. It's it's hill ground, uh, nothing real tall. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got what we call the mountain across the road from the house here. and I think the elevation on it is like 680 foot. So, you know, most people laugh here and I just call that a mountain. Yeah. It's it's like that. But I can drive thirty minutes and be in the flat flat ground mm-hmm. and I can hunt all day long and every step I take is as flat as your kitchen table. Yeah. I mean, down down there where I hunt it. It's a hundred miles to the Mississippi River, and there's one hill between there and the Mississippi. <laughs> nice, but it's it's big timber, mm-hmm. real big timber, and uh, a lot of water. Yeah. Uh, I when I squirrel hunt, I I wear hip boots. Uh, so I, I used to not. I used to stay in these hills all the time, but. Uh, there's a lot more game down there in that flat land and the older I get I like that flat walking too <laughs> yep. and uh, honestly I think you're doing your dogs a disservice to stay up here in these hills because it's short timber and in fact the Skittles dogs that I had that I won the world hunt with mm-hmm. that's, that's all I hunted was the hills when I had her before a soldier okay. that, that's, that's another interesting deal I'll tell you about uh, but uh you know, I'd won the world hunt with her, and, and I mean, it was a full four-round elimination hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, hunted down to the fight last two, and she, she was it. And uh, and not only did she win every cast, she was high-scoring cast winner every round but one. Okay. You know, she was she was a good little dog. Yeah. But uh, I went down to Alabama and spent a week down there hunting with Tim Cosby. And that that was really big timber down there, and uh, she had never been messed with and that stuff. And Tim's dogs made her look silly. <laughs> uh, it's funny how dogs that, can look very different from one day to the next. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, after that, I, I I decided I'd better start hunting big timber and. And, you know, you think about it, if a dog can tree a squirrel in that big timber, he can tree a squirrel anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do most of my hunting down there now. But uh, but the Skittles dog, uh, 
I'm I'm sure you've heard of the atomic line of fire. I have. I was gonna say you sold her to Mike, didn't you? Yes, I did. No, 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 no. I did not sell her to Mike Croucher. Okay. Well, then, didn't he end up with her then? He did end up with. Her. <laughs> okay. I sold her to a man down in South Georgia named Stan Townsend, and Stan is the person that made both the crosses with Skittles and Tom. Okay. That that and then Croucher got a hold of those dogs and started the Atomic Line. Okay, I got you. Now, uh, was remember the Skittles name, and also that's where the brindle color, I believe, came from in those those dogs. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also wound up with a couple of other dogs from me indirectly. Mm-hmm. I they was two females in Booster's last litter. I I kept mail out of that litter. They was a guy out around Knoxville, Tennessee, bought both the females. And somehow Croucher, later on down the road, found out about them dogs. Well, actually, he was coming up there and hunting with a guy. And uh, he he bought both those females. I found one of them, oh, three or four years ago and tried to buy her. And she was down in North Florida, and, and the guy wouldn't sell her. Gotcha. It was the one they called Cuddy. Uh, and then the other one just, it, it vanished. No trace. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Everybody, you know, man, you had skills. She was a world champion. What did you sell her for? At the time, this this was when the boy was playing ball and it wasn't doing much. Yep. I had Skittles. I had Laney. I had Amy. And... I didn't need them all, and so I decided I was going to move one. And you know, and and that's and that's a that's, that's everybody thinks Skittles was the dog, you know, because she was a world champion. Yeah. Now a, a guy sitting there with three half sisters, you think he's going to sell the best of the three? No. Not no. Now, they was days she would put it on, Laney and Annie, but day in, day out, they was going to be better than her. Okay. And uh, that's that's why I sold Skittles. My dogs don't go back to her very much. Okay. Uh, there's, there's one cross. I bred Skittles back to Booster. Mm-hmm. There was a dog called Hatchet Jack come out of that. And... Uh, He's in several of my pedigrees, and that's that's about the only way Skittles shows up. Okay. Uh, now I, I have done a couple of crosses. I might have to go in here in a minute. The flying squirrels are about to come out. <laughs> I, I've done a couple of crosses on some atomic dogs, yeah. and I, I had a female straight off Adam and, and the Cuddy dog I mentioned a while ago, mm-hmm. and. Uh, She'll show up through that. That's about it. Uh, uh, I hear them hitting the bar. There it went. Get <laughs> loud here in a minute. Maybe they won't get too wound up. But she, she was. She was nice, but uh, she, she was funny. She had a good nose, mm-hmm. but in this short timber hunting her like that, she won't, She was one that did want to use her eyes and ears more than her nose. Okay. That's what got her sent down the road. Yeah. They enjoyed her down there. 
Good. You can't keep every good dog. <laughs> no, boy, I sure like to, though. Uh, I've, I've, like I say, I've got eight right now, and uh, <laughs> we can hear quite a few. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going to go in. <laughs> <laughs> this might be something new. This is, this is kind of a cool story. I had this had had a couple of litters of pups, and uh, one one out of Booster and Hershey, which that was one of my favorite crosses I ever made. Then uh, I had a gyp called BB. I had a litter out of him and her. Well, a couple of guys came and they bought a pup out of each litter, and went on. I was having a hunt here the next year. They come to the hunt and. Uh, they caught wind that I had another litter out of Booster and Hershey. Mm-hmm. Well, they wanted to know if they could trade the dog out of BB back because they really liked that Booster and Hershey pup. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I'll do that. And uh, got that dog back. He wouldn't do anything. I mean, he wouldn't do nothing. And I kept him here for a while. And uh, there's an old man lived across the pasture over here rough old man he was a, he was a retired merchant marine and kind of funny he, he is so old and honorary and rough he was married his wife lived in new orleans and he he lived up here and she just they just go see each other every now and then and uh but anyway he always kept some kind of old dog around had an old blue tick hound and i heard it died i was seen him up at the store one day at dinner asking us mr sawyer do you like a dog? Well, he cussed every breath, and I won't repeat what he said, but <laughs> it all turned out, yeah, he wanted a dog. And uh, I I took that dog over and gave it to him. And I was done with him. Mm-hmm. It rocked on, and it had been, been a year or so. And it got to where every time I'd have something come in heat here, he'd show up. <laughs> I'd either call Mr. Sawyer and he'd come get him or I'd load him up and haul him back over there and take him home. And uh, I was out here one day, heard dog tree out here by the house. And this will tie back into Skittles, too. It was that dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I didn't recognize it. I walked out there and there he was, locked up on a squirrel. I said, well, I'll be darn. And he hung around here and I didn't know it. That joker, he got in the pen and bred Skittles. When she won that world hunt, she was three weeks from having puppies. Oh, wow. But anyway, I called Mr. Sawyer. I said, Mr. Sawyer, your dog's still over here. It's back over here. He went to cussing. And when when it was all done and said, he'd give me the dog back. (laughs) He he said, he won't stay at home. He said, you keep him. You sure? Yeah, you you keep him. He said, I don't want him. Okay. Well, I, you know, he just run around here treeing all the time and uh tim cosby called me it hadn't been three or four weeks he said you got a dog you'd sell i said yeah i got one on sale <laughs> he said well, i got a guy down here he's looking he said i'm gonna tell him and he said all right and uh he said now when he comes up there he said he he does a tv show down here his name was archie phillips he was outdoors with archie phillips was the show okay and, and uh, he said, uh, 
he's probably going to want to film the hunt and everything. He said, but <laughs> he'll come up there and check the dog out. Sure enough, he called me. I told him what I wanted for the dog, which I messed up. I priced him at fifteen hundred. I, I should have hunted the dog. He, he'd have paid three thousand easy for him. <laughs> he was that nice. Yeah. But uh, he he came up and we spent one evening and all the next morning filming boots and skittles hunting. And uh, he bought the dog and went back to Alabama. Nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was. That's pretty wild. That old dog mm-hmm. showed back up, and Mister Sawyer, he 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 he's mad at him. Done, didn't want him back. <laughs> yep. But I, I learned a lesson on that one too. I, before you price a dog, you better hunt him. Yeah, know what you got. Yeah, I had way more dog than what I thought I had. He made several shows with that dog before it was over with. That's pretty cool. So your dogs are famous. I don't know, famous, but. Like I say, as long as, as long as I'm happy with them, I don't care. Yep. And, no, that's what matters. The one thing I did want to ask you about was you won American Train Flies Association Breeder of the Year. Yeah. I don't know. How do, how do you win that, and what do you contribute to the, your success and, and being able to win that? Okay. The, what I contribute to is uh, two things. The dog. And the good friends I've got hunting dogs, because the way you uh, get to be breeder of the year, and and by the way, this is my third year in a row now. Oh wow! <laughs> First off, you've got to have more than one dog entered in a hunt that you're listed as a breeder on. Because mm-hmm. every, every set of ATFA papers lists a breeder. Yeah. So you got to have more than one dog. And as these dogs are entered in hunts, you get you get breeder points just like you do get just like you get champion points. Okay. For placing and and at the end of the season, whoever's got the most breeder points is breeder of the year. Gotcha. So uh, that's 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 how that comes to be, and and the same as dog of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, your whatever championship points you get, that goes that goes to dog of the year. Gotcha. Last year, Moonfire was dog of the year. Uh, Banjo had a shot at it this year, and I I couldn't wait to have a puppy out of her and Toby, and I bred her. And she missed a couple of hunts, so <laughs> she. I mean, she she was in the running, he, even missing some hunts. She placed fifth or sixth. Okay. Overall, all the year points, something like that. But yeah, you know, I've got James Day, Chad West, Tony Keith, Owen Brayson, uh, or I'm forgetting somebody, uh, Cody Wise. I've got several hunting these dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, like I say, we don't chase the money hunt. Yeah. Uh, we, we, with the ATFA stuff, there's a lot of traveling involved in ATFA. Yeah. Uh, oh, just looking you know, here at Moon Pie's accomplishments, you know, you got multiple Arkansas regional hunts. You got Kentucky, uh, Mississippi. I think I'm, I read somewhere that a Missouri hunt was her first hunt she won. I think she was like 13 months old. Yeah. 
that wasn't planned, but it happened. <laughs> but uh, she, yeah, she's had quite a career with ATFA, and but now she's she's done. Once once they make Grand School champion, there there they there's nothing left for them. Okay, so done, and, and she is also an NKC squirrel champion. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I like I say I don't I don't pursue that much. Uh, way the way the ATFA hunts are, we uh, we've got one hunt a month, mm-hmm. starting in October, going through March. Okay, and especially with the traveling involved in it, that's that's enough for me. I I, I like to hunt. Yeah. So, and, and honestly, I, I wouldn't do the ATFA stuff, but that bunch that does the traveling and makes all the hunts, they're, they're just, I mean, they're such a ball to be around. Yeah. Uh, we all, it's kind of like we're all family now, and we just go to see each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, I mean, everybody wants to win, but nobody gets too bent out of shape if they don't. And, Sounds good. It's, uh, you know, it, it's, we we they, stuff goes on there that you, you don't see anywhere else. I mean, we'll we'll have our competition hunt. You know, it'll go all day Saturday, and Saturday night after it's over with, we'll all be at a restaurant somewhere with a table pulled together, one big long line, all of us eating together. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a pretty big deal to me right there. Mm-hmm. But like I say. We're all just, I mean, we're all kind of the point we don't take the dogs that serious. I mean, we do, but we don't. Yeah. Have, have you stumbled across anything about Booster Fest? I have not. Okay. Uh, what is Booster Fest? A big buddy hunt. Okay. It started out, I don't know, about five years ago. Six, maybe now. Me and James Day. And James Day, that, that's a funny deal, too. He, he lives in North Georgia. And, uh, probably as good a friend as I've got. Just, I mean, a super guy. Mm-hmm. And with me living all the way out here and him living in North Georgia, I probably hunt with him about as much as I do anybody. <laughs> he makes a trip out here every year for a week or so. And, uh, that's, that's what started Booster Fest. Okay. But it has grown. Now, it sounds like it, but you don't have to have a booster dog to, get an invite but i invite a bunch of people just to hang out for a week i rent a big duck lodge down there where i hunt okay and big two-story lodge two kitchens four bathrooms pool table everything and uh last year i had 25 people from seven different states that's awesome and you know it's not well i it wasn't a competition up until this point. We're actually moving the Arkansas ATFA hunt up there to it <laughs> for the first Saturday of Booster Fest. Mm-hmm. But but we just, I mean, we hang out, we hunt, do a lot of cooking. Yeah. We got, got some old boys from Louisiana comes up, likes to cook that Cajun food. And uh, we, we eat real well. Uh, we're... There's always a few messes of squirrels cooked. There you go. And I think this year we, we get we get there on a Friday. We we do it the first weekend of December because that's the break during duck season here in Arkansas. Okay. And everybody gets here on Friday afternoon. And I don't remember what we did last year, but 
this past winter, but the winter before, I had a count on it because I had to come back home for a little bit that Monday at noon. And by that Monday at noon, we killed over 300 squirrels. Holy smokes. There's a lot of squirrels down there. And anybody that comes, they're going to come back next year unless they've got some kind of emergency. I mean, nobody, they ain't nobody came, ever came and said, I ain't going back to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, but that's a, I mean, uh, that's what I enjoy right there. Yep. Just, just get together. And I mean, and there's enough people you can hunt somebody different every time you go to the woods. Yeah. Be different. And of course, you got the Georgia crew. His crew comes out of Mississippi, mm-hmm. East Tennessee, Missouri, Louisiana, uh, see, Alabama, and then Arkansas. Yeah, it's seven states. That's awesome. You get a hanker and come down here and go hunting. It'd be a good trip for <laughs> Sounds like it. There's, there's not any. I don't know if anything going on around like it. And mm-hmm. I know some they, them Tennessee boys. They always went to LBL on that weekend. And they broke down and come last year, and they said, oh, "We ain't going back to LBL." <laughs> <laughs> what else you got on question? I, I think that's about it. You, you got me. You got me started. So you were afraid you weren't going to have anything to say. I, I was. I, I hope. I hope it was interesting no, enough for you to do with it, it. It definitely was. Ain't nothing fancy. Just got my dogs and like them. So yep. <laughs> that's why that's why everybody ought to be. Exactly. I, I feel sorry for people that aren't happy with their dogs. <laughs> <laughs> now, like I said, I, I appreciate you taking the time and sitting down with me. I, well, I appreciate that. And, and like I say, any anytime you want to call and just visit, feel free. Sounds good. Have a good night. All right. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber. <laughs>